We've got some surprise additions to the waiver wire, a surprise addition to the opening night roster for the Boston Bruins, seemingly anyways, and some surprise predictions here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. So let's get into it. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, October 10th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So open up your podcast app, go over to YouTube, search up Locked On Boston Bruins, smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. I hope all you Canadian listeners had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Today is my father's birthday, so happy birthday, Dad if you are listening. And uh, just a reminder to everyone that you can follow the podcast online at LockedNHLBruins on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me and my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. So here on Monday, it is the deadline for teams to file their... Uh, opening night rosters or, or to get um, cap compliant at the very least because the season begins tomorrow night with a couple games. Well, it's already began, so it's kind of weird that this is happening at this time, but uh, you know what I mean. The real season starts tomorrow night after those couple games over uh, the weekend. Um, mandatory cap compliance and opening day player rosters are due for league approval by 5 p.m. Eastern tonight or this evening. So Sunday, therefore, was the final chance for clubs to place players on waivers and have them clear so that they can be cap compliant. And the Bruins had three guys go on the waiver wire on Sunday one of them somewhat expected, another hoped for but not necessarily uh, expected, and then a kind of a surprise guy in the mix as well. First of all, Chris Wagner was placed on waivers. He, of course, spent the entire previous season in the AHL after being waived before the 2021-22 NHL season. He has an average annual valuation on his deal of 1.35 million and the Bruins looking to yeah clear that space off their cap the next player was Nick Felino. he of course has one year left on his deal with an average annual valuation of 3.8 million dollars And then finally, Mike Riley was placed in waivers, left-hand shot defenseman with three 
million per season over the next two seasons left on his deal. Now, the initial reaction was, wow, I can't believe they're waving Nick Foligno, Mike Riley, Chris Wagner. They're really going to send them to the AHL? Well, the wording of the press release was that they were just placed on waivers. When it came to Oscar Steen being waived last week, they specifically said it was being put on waivers for the purpose of being assigned to Providence. That might not necessarily be the case here. The Bruins need to be cap compliant by 5 p.m. this evening. But there are also some mechanisms in place for these guys to still be on the opening night roster. The most obvious being placing Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy on LTIR as both are expected to be out of the lineup until around December 1st. That would free up more than $15 million. So right now, as I record, the Bruins uh, 4.5 million over the cap with 27 players on the roster. Uh, Those three guys will be sent down. Presumably after clearing, Bruins will place Marchand and um, McAvoy on LTIR and then be able to call uh, some guys back up. There's a couple things also to consider here. First, Matt Grizzlick appears to be a bit closer to returning than originally projected. His presence in the lineup would preclude Matt Mike Riley being there as well. Mike Riley has looked great in preseason play, and I expect that the Bruins are hoping that the fact that he has two years remaining on his deal would make it difficult for teams to put in a claim and commit. I look in the Atlantic, I see the Detroit Red Wings, Buffalo Sabres have a plethora of cap space available, and the Sabres especially really lacking veteran defensemen. So Mike Riley could fill it, really fill a need for that team. I, I could see them plucking him off the waiver wire. To lose him for nothing would be detrimental. I don't think anybody was under the illusion that he wasn't a candidate to be moved prior to the beginning of the season because of his uh, $3 million cap hit and the two years remaining on his deal. But still... You don't want to just wave a guy with some perceived value. Um, So yeah, those three guys placed on waivers. We'll see here on Monday if they do indeed clear. That will get them, or even if they're claimed, that would get them under the cap. And then once they place Marchand, McAvoy on LTIR... Uh, there would be space to recall a couple of those guys, and maybe even more if uh, Taylor Hall or Matt Grizzlick begins the season on IR. There's also Anton Strawman to consider. He had a very impressive camp, and it sounds as though there's an appetite for both sides to reach an agreement. 
my best guess is, again, they begin the season with up to four guys on IR. So they could go back to the 27 that they have at the moment, including Strawman, um, Felino, Riley, and Wagner, with Hall, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Martian on IR to begin the season. At some point, they're going to have to face the reality that they can't keep all of these guys. And having put these guys through the waiver process already, we'll be preparing them for that eventuality. You can't keep these 27 guys plus Strawman on the roster. Uh, there's a few guys who are waiver exempt still around. Uh, Matt Felipe. Jacob Lauko, who we're going to talk about here in a moment as a surprise remaining player. Uh, but that's the situation here. 2 p.m. Eastern this afternoon, we'll find out if guys are claimed, if they clear waivers. Perhaps the Bruins have their eye on someone who hit the wire as well. That's why they wanted to have a bit of flexibility. Uh, so we'll see here how that plays out. Again, one guy who has been surprising in camp is Jacob Lauko. We're going to talk about him here in a moment. But first, a quick word about Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost him about $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on his own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, there's a couple surprise players that remain at training camp. One of them is Thomas Nosek, who I thought was a candidate to be waived over Nick Felino and Chris Wagner, and also Jacob Lauko. From what we've heard from Jim Montgomery, he has liked Chris Wagner's game. He you know, said the other day that if it was up to him, he'd be on the opening night roster. And he really thought that Nick Foligno played well on the fourth line with Thomas Nosek in the final regular or sorry the final preseason game a 5-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils on Saturday. Jim Montgomery said the line of Nosik, 
Felino and Lauco was the best line all game. Uh, he said Lauco was good. He's doing what we've asked. He's bringing speed. He's keeping pucks in the offensive zone, taking pucks into hard areas. And that's why he's been here this long. Lauco, of course, was a third-round pick in 2018. And Montgomery was asked about his camp and why he stuck around through the entire exhibition schedule. Why was he kept up over Mark McLaughlin, over Oscar Steen? Montgomery said the development team did a really good job of letting him know how he needs to play. He's done the things that are necessary. And he builds momentum on the third and fourth line, especially with the speed, attacking the net, physicality. He's lippy out there. He's a bit of an agitator. He gets under people's skin. So Lauko kind of playing the Anton Bleed role from a year ago. The 22-year-old only had three goals and 13 assists in 54 games with the Providence Bruins last season. That came after a 19-point in 23-game performance uh, the year before. Um, Lauko said last season he had big expectations on himself and that he would end up in Boston. It didn't work out. He wasn't good enough. Uh, he felt at the end of last season, not great. So he was training all summer to feel good on the ice, feel comfortable on the puck. And his conditioning, he said, is pretty high tier right now. And when other guys get tired, that's when he feels best. And that's going to be a staple for him this season, his conditioning and his ability to skate all game. Um... He said he spent a lot of time uh, over the offseason wrestling, Thai boxing, gained 10 pounds. Uh, the way he trains, it's something different, uh, but it's obviously paying off for him. And whether it's in Boston or in Providence, he's going to do what he can to prove to management that he belongs playing at the highest level. Um Again, that line played really well. There was a goal that was credited to Nick Felino that ultimately was credited to Lauko. Um, Felino said he didn't really get a chance to know him very well last year, but he's seen some improvement. He's having fun. Obviously, the Czech connection on the team is strong. And um, Felino said he's a great kid, obviously shown really well, and it's great to see for the organization. Again, as far as Felino goes, Montgomery said he played his best game on Saturday, handled the puck really clean, made a lot of good plays, support plays, bumps underneath, wall plays to the middle, won a lot of battles below the tops of the circles. And when you look at his career, that's where his money has been made. So, especially when it comes to Felino and likely Wagner, the, and Riley, let's be honest, the hope is that they will clear and that they will be recalled before opening night. Um, there's a really high chance that Riley will be claimed because defenseman, you know, it's a premium position uh, and he has played very well in the preseason. 
But I do believe that Felino and Wagner will be in the opening night lineup. The question is, is it uh, Trent Frederick that comes out? Is it Lauko that ultimately comes out? Uh, where does Jack Stanika fit into this? Um, again, the Bruins are kind of playing the odds here that they'll go unclaimed and that they're all back in Washington to play the Capitals on Wednesday after moving Martian and McAvoy to IR. Um, if someone claims them, then that helps with the cap, especially the two forwards would be a surprise if someone does. Um, Riley likely will generate interest, but you never know. And you never know if Boston will in turn claim somebody. Um, at the very least, we know that Anton Strawman likely to get a deal. Keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins on YouTube for all the latest on the Boston Bruins. On Sunday, I posted a, a quick video about these guys being waived. If there's anything significant that happens later today, uh, I'll be sure to jump on there and do that again. Thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Again, podcast completely free, available wherever you get your podcasts. And you want to subscribe right now so that you never miss a thing this season. All right, I quickly wanted to offer some playoff, conference, Stanley Cup predictions here on the podcast. Uh, Or maybe I should do that. I'll start with the Atlantic and then we'll do playoff teams and Stanley Cup on the podcast tomorrow. How does that sound? The Atlantic, I was asked by uh, listener Colin Thompson today uh, about who I thought, where I thought the Bruins would finish in the Atlantic. At B Bruins ten uh, eleven is his handle, and I think the Bruins could finish as high as second here, folks. I'm gonna put the Maple Leafs in first. The Bruins in second, followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. I really think Florida could take a step back because of the trade that sent not just Jonathan Huberto and getting back Matthew Kachuk, but also sending Mackenzie Weger out to Calgary. That's a huge loss in my estimation. And... Anthony Duclair will also be out to begin the season. Now, the Bruins, of course, have injury issues of their own. But like I said last week on the podcast, when this team is healthy, I do believe they're better than last season. And sounds like Hall and Grizzlick will be back sooner than later. Um, And I think you can't replace those guys by any stretch of the imagination. But I think they're well-positioned to um, stay afloat, and then once those guys come back, to really turn it on and be a top team in the Atlantic and the Eastern Conference this season. I do think Ottawa, Detroit will narrow the gap a bit. I think Buffalo could be improved over last season. Eric Comrie in their net has a chance to surprise. Maybe they add Riley on the on the blue line there to go with some of their youngsters. Uh, 
But Montreal, they're going to be in last. And then it'll be Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa going up. But you heard it here first. Well, maybe not first, but you're hearing it here. I'm going on record saying the Bruins will finish second in the Atlantic Division. Ideally, they'd play Florida in the first round as the third seed, having home ice advantage. I could see it being Tampa as well. Uh, But they've got some turmoil to begin the season. Uh, Just search up Ian Cole's name on... Uh, Twitter and you and you'll find out why don't really want to get into that right now uh, but Bruins finishing in second Atlantic Division predictions Toronto Boston Tampa Florida all right so keep it locked to locked on Boston Bruins for all the latest on this team again I hope you in Canada having a great Thanksgiving weekend all love to my American friends as well and uh, follow the YouTube channel, click the notifications bell so that when a video is posted, you'll get immediate reaction here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Riley, Wagner, Felino on waivers. I'm quite sure Felino and Wagner will clear. The Bruins believe Riley's second year will prohibit him being claimed. Um, and then LTIR magic will happen and the Bruins will be kind of pushing these bigger decisions down the road because as it stands, they have more players in the mix than they can carry unless there's further injuries that come up. Thanks so much for listening, friends. I really do appreciate the support and we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite team every single day.